Trapped Among the Crowd, a podcast that dives into the music and community of improvisational progressive rock band Umphreys McGee. Each week will feature a rotating schedule of insightful full show recaps, interviews with fellow Umphreys, members of Team UM, as well as other musicians who have been inspired by and or played with the band. This is your place for all the latest news and happenings within the world of Umphreys helping keep you informed on what's been recently released or where you can catch the next show. I'm your host, Sarah Jehemiak. Thanks for joining me as we dive in. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me for this week's first episode of 2021. I hope that everyone is doing all right in the new year. I'm personally feeling optimistic for this coming year, and I'm pretty excited for things coming for the show this year, and also for Conduit Magazine, which, if you did not know, will be going to print for the first time with the January issue. It's going to be so awesome to be able to get your monthly Umphreys news right to your doorstep beyond excited to bring this to the community. I wanted to do a quick shout out. Thank you to the generous folks who donated to help make this dream a reality. Bobby Haight, Annie Bayless, Sean Ives, Paul Egger, Casey Kraft, Aliana Becker, Charles Walker, Savannah Sido, I believe that's how I say your last name, Seamus McGuire, Elise Carlson, Jeremiah Lucas, Raymond Huntley, Eric Childress, Mindy Lovelutch, TJ Bannon, Jessica Stone, Kyle Miller, Leslie Odell, Adam Johnson, Jason Self, Self, I think that's how you say your last name. <laughs> Sorry if I mess up anybody's last name. And Brian Lavugue. I know I totally butchered that last name. I'm so sorry, Brian. (laughs) But thank you guys so much for your support. It really means a ton to me. It means a ton to Leah that you guys really support the magazine and are looking forward to print copies of it too. I'm very, very, very excited to be doing that and bringing that to the community. Um, How you can sign up to receive your January issue and information about subscriptions, all of that will be coming soon. So stay tuned for that. Last week's episode of the show was a re-air of my conversation with Brendan Bayless from During the Summer, but I hope you're able to check out the show from two weeks ago, the last new show of 2020, a full recap of everything that went down throughout the year with Umphreys McGee, as well as here on the podcast. There was a lot. (laughs) There was a ton and a lot of really great episodes to go back through and conversations to check out. So make sure you do that if you haven't. There is a link in the show notes for that. Do you have a small business that makes shirts, pins, jewelry, stickers, prints, or sells other interesting products or art that you think peeps would love to get their hands on? Is your band looking to get some attention from fellow music-loving umfreaks? 
Maybe you provide an awesome service that could make folks' lives better or easier and want some like-minded clientele. Or perhaps you're looking to hire some cool people to work with. Let Dropped Among This Crowd and Conduit E-Magazine help you get the word out. With ad space in monthly issues of Conduit, commercial spots on the podcast, ticket giveaways, social media plugs, product reviews, guest spots on the show, and more, Dropped Among This Crowd and Conduit can help you reach tons of fellow umpreaks, musicians, and other kind folks looking to purchase from you, work with you, and support their fellow umps family. Email droppedamongthiscrowdpod at gmail.com or conduitemagazine at gmail.com if you're interested in chatting more about the amazing packages we offer.
I am very, very, very excited to bring this conversation to you. Right before Christmas, I had the extreme pleasure of chatting with Sam Granillo, aka Ponder Monster. We had an incredible conversation about so much. And honestly, there's no doubt that Sam will be on the show again. Because even though we talked about a lot in this conversation, we could talk about so much more. This time around, Sam and I talk about how he turned being a survivor of the Columbine tragedy into his purpose for spreading love around the world. That's seriously an incredible story. That in itself, I'm very excited for you guys to to hear. Sam also talks about his artwork, where the name Ponder Monster came from. He tells us about his treasure hunts and working with UMVIP. He also shows a couple pieces of his work. So if you're listening to just the audio, check out the YouTube video of our chat to see the stuff that he shows. He shows some stuff that he was going to have in Iceland and everything. So I suggest you definitely check out the YouTube video so you can see the art that he shows. There's a link for that in the show notes. And of course, we talk about Umphreys McGee and a lot, lot more. Like I said, I'm very excited to bring this one to you guys. Sam is such an awesome and incredible human, and I'm so grateful to have had the chance to talk with him like this. Thank you to Sam for the time. I'm grateful that the stars aligned quite literally. We joke about that in the beginning of our conversation, Um, but I'm really grateful that we were able to make it work and be able to chat and have you on the show. Looking forward to the next time we can do this. So here is my conversation with Sam Granillo, a.k.a. Ponder Monster. Enjoy, everybody. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good. You hear me okay? Everything sound good on your end? Yeah, I can hear cool. you fine. You can hear me nice. okay? Yes. Um, yeah, I'm doing good. I just got back uh, from a job uh, in Tennessee, um, and... I'm happy to spend some time at home with my beautiful wife, Sarah, with an H. And, and, uh, yeah, you know, just hanging in there best I can. And I've really been looking forward to talking to you for quite some time. I know. I've been looking forward to it, too, for a lot of reasons. But, of course, selfishly to meet you myself. That's been the perk about doing these (laughs) conversations is, you know, I get the opportunity to talk to people that, you know, when you meet them at a show and stuff, you don't get that level of, of time with them. So selfishly yeah. love that part about doing the show is I get to meet people. Yeah. You get to talk to your family and which is what this is all about, right? Absolutely. Well, especially now it's a nice, uh, little excuse. Be like, I have, I have an interview guys. I'll be back in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Mom's got to go do stuff. <laughs> yeah. I got to work. I'll be right back. well i'm glad the stars align that we can finally do this so absolutely well and the stars are aligning today anyways there's that whole jupiter saturn thing so quite literally (laughs) yes the planets are beautifully aligning so i'm gonna try i'm gonna try and peek out see that today it's supposed to be clear out here so yeah nice not here it's rainy and dreary in buffalo so 
Oh, in Buffalo. Oh, geez. <laughs> well, such as winter in Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm super excited to dive into a ton of topics with you. We've got yes. a lot to talk about. Quite a so bit. I guess let's just start from the beginning. Talk about yeah. uh, where you were born and raised and a little bit about your family. Yeah, sure. So um, my name is Sam Grinio. Um, most of you might know me as Ponder Monster, uh, the artist. I currently live in Los Angeles, California, uh, but I was born and raised in Denver, Colorado, a little um, sub area named Littleton. And uh, that's where I grew up. So uh, for the last many, many years of my life, that's where I was. And I actually just moved out to California this April. So, oh, what took uh, you out that way? Work. Um, I just yeah. needed to go where the work was. I'm in the film and television industry, and um, and it's obviously a weird time for any sort of work right now. But uh, this is sort of where I want to be if I want to grow. Felt like kind of a, you know, that big fish in a small pond, and I needed the room to to breathe and to explore myself and do what I do best, which is like schmoozing and uh, just. Yeah putting myself out there and, and seeing what I can create for the world. Nice. So you're an artist. Is that something that you were always into as a kid or is that something that developed later on in life? Um, I mean, I guess it's always sort of been around. <clears throat> I've always been quite the doodler. Um, just growing up, we always had those like we cover our textbooks with like paper grocery bags, paper bags. And, 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 <laughs> and, uh, by the end of the year, you know, I'd slowly add to it all year. And I would just have like these you know, massive doodles along my uh, textbook covers and I would save those. And, um, they're probably in a basement box somewhere, but, um, those are always fun. And, um, it actually kind of evolved into my name that I have now. I've always been obsessed with the word ponder and I would just write that on everything and doodle it. And, you know, I love fonts and typography and um, I'd always try and write it in different ways. And, uh, and you know, when I was finally looking for a name on, on Instagram, uh, I wanted to make sure I used that name, Ponder. And I was like, well, I wanna be a Ponder monster. And I looked at, you know, and the, the name was available. I was like, perfect, done. Nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's sort of like the art journey. Um, kind of runs in my family, I guess. My mom's sort of a, a secret artist that I didn't know about um, until way later. And she was like, oh, yeah, I used to draw all the time. And I'd see her sketchbooks, and they were incredible. And uh, my brother is a tattoo artist in Denver. And um, so there's just all kinds of art art running through the veins. That's very cool. That's very yeah. cool. Nice little secret about mom you find out later in life. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, pretty crazy when you when you find out more about your parents. <laughs> For sure. When you find out that they're like their own person, it's kind of exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about some music. Were you into music when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. Uh, music has always been a huge part of my life as you know, um, which is a huge thing that I love about the Umphreys family. It's like everyone here. Most, mostly like they have a, a wide range of a music background. And that's why kind of why we all love Umphreys. So mine started uh, with um, piano. I took piano uh, when I was 11. 
Um, but then the concert going stuff didn't start until I was like 14. My brother won some tickets from the radio station to go see Bush, Goo Goo Dolls, and No Doubt at Red Rocks. And That's so incredible. it was just me and my brother, and my brother was a maniac. And I don't know, he sold a bag of weed for a backstage pass or something like that. And he came up and he showed me and he was like, check this out. And I was like, what is that? And he's like, it's a backstage pass. I was like, okay. He's like, I'm going to go see what it can do. And he would just take it off. And so he like, <laughs> he was like kind of back and forth the whole, the whole concert. And um, Bush went on, they were headlining. <clears throat> the show ended, everyone cleared out. I'm like 15 years old. Red Rocks is empty. I'm just this kid just sitting there. And I'm like, he's my ride home. I don't know. This is, you know, before cell phones, anything like that. So I just like sit down on the steps and uh, this couple comes out of the the side door and they look at me and they're like, "Uh, yo, kid, are you okay? I was like, my brother, I don't know. He might be backstage. I don't know what's going on. And he's like, well, security's gone. So let's go back there and see if we can find him. And we kind of like go around backstage at Red Rocks. And I was like, whoa, this is wild. <laughs> and we couldn't find him, couldn't find him. And he was like, well, maybe they're in the green room. And I was like, you know, I, it's this buzzword I heard, always heard about. And I was like, okay, yeah. And he's like, let's go check there. Open the door and like all the bands are in there partying and boom, there's my brother sitting on a couch talking to Gavin (laughs) Rosdale. (laughs) No big deal. (laughs) And I walk over and I'm like kind of pissed off. And, and he, he, and he looks at me and he's like, Hey, you made it. (laughs) I was like, what? He's like, just enjoy your time here. So that was sort of like a small window into my whole music going experience. Um, (laughs) I loved music ever since. I loved going to, you know, Tool, Rage Against the Machine, Nine Inch Nails, like punk stuff, Warp Tour, all of those like things. I would see all of that. Um, I just loved going to shows is what I did. And um, when I was in high school, I worked at Red Rocks. There used to be a little pizza kitchen, uh, pizza and sandwich shop up at the top. Uh, And um, I would as long as you put in 10 hours a day, you could show up sort of any time. So I would show up as early as possible. I work my 10 hours, which would go like an hour into the first act or whatever. And then I would get off and then I would go watch the rest of the show. Um, security was a lot less tight back then. So I would also show up, you know, with my work shirt and be like, I'm going to work and then just go change in the bathroom and then go to a show. Um, so <laughs> I've always been obsessed with it. Uh, and then fast forward many, many years later, uh, just a few years ago for the last, you know, two years, I was ended up being a camera operator at Red Rocks. Um, and that was a dream come true, filming live music, at, you know, the best place on earth. Yeah. Uh, for, and, and so it, it's, I've been really fortunate for a lot in music and um, I've tried to find a way to sort of give back because it's just such an experience for all of us, uh, mm-hmm. whether you bring something or not, like you always leave with a story, like everyone leaves with a story. And I try to, uh, as an artist, I'm trying to bring that story to others with what I do as Ponder Monster. That's so, incredible. I have a lot. I like to talk a lot. You got to keep me on track. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. Cause we will, we'll leave it right back in. You're good. You're good. Cool. <laughs> Cool. So you're talking about playing piano. So why, what inspired you to, to start playing? Um, classical music. I loved 
classical music growing up. My mom would play it on, you know, our, her new CD player that she got <laughs> when they were brand new. <laughs> and that was like some of the first CDs she got. And so I would just listen to classical all the time. And I fell in love with Fiorelise by Beethoven. And I was like, I want to learn how to play that. Um, so I asked my mom for piano lessons and she was wonderful and she got me you know she did what she could to get me a piano that she could afford and piano lessons and I pretty intensely took lessons for four years uh excuse me um I learned how to play it over those four years I worked my way up and uh then it sort of tapered off and quit and that was kind of my big regret was not sticking with music. Um, but recently, um, you know, work has been nice to me. Um, and so I bought myself a piano, um, so that I could get, you know, get back into my passion of playing music. And, um, you know, my goal is to, well, before all this stuff is to play with some friends up on stage within five years of buying this piano. So I'm working on it, you know, um, five years is still feasible. It's still feasible. I got a couple of years left. Um, and you know, we live in a a interesting time right now where we can take lessons from wonderful people like Joel. So I, I did take one lesson from him and I look forward to, I will be taking another one here pretty soon. We've been doing, uh, listening and music theory, which is awesome. Highly recommend five stars. My daughter takes lessons with Joel weekly and (laughs) he's been giving me the last kind of 15 minutes of class because I don't, I don't know how to read music. It's something that I've always wanted to do. And Mm -hmm. now with my daughter picking up piano, the way that she has, he's like, well, she only needs about 45 minutes so we can spend the last 15 minutes and I can teach you how to read music. So cool. Teaching me how to read music, which is very cool. (laughs) He's like my neighbor, which is weird. He lives cool. not even 10 minutes away from me. It's it's really wonderful. And, you know, he he uh, was able to, in his own way, sort of welcome me to the neighborhood. So uh, that's it's, cool. It, it's, it's cool. To, it's cool to be out here. <laughs> For sure. So you mentioned playing on stage with friends. Have you ever done that? Um, somewhat, I guess in high school, I would join friends. I'm, you know, a weirdo. I used to play the didgeridoo a lot and I would be, uh, <laughs> invited up on stage to, to wail on that thing. Um, uh, but otherwise not a whole lot. The only things that I've done lately for music and on stage is live paintings. So I've been doing, um, some live paintings over, the last many years, um, all over Denver, some stuff out of the gorge, um, some New Year's Eve stuff in Denver. Um, that's where I really come alive and I love doing. Um, that's very cool. I've never talked to anybody <laughs> that's done that before. So talk about that some more before we forget about <laughs> it's, it. <laughs> it's wild. It's one of my favorite things uh, to do is to give myself the challenge of start with a blank canvas and finish a piece by the the time the show is done. You know, there's a lot of live painters out there, not judging anyone's journey, but they show up with like a, a piece that they've been working on forever. And they just like kind of slowly take their time and do all that stuff. But I just, I love being able to see someone just like slop colors on and, and like just be inspired and dance with the music and talk to the people and try to make something by the end. And yeah. uh, that's my favorite challenge. And, um, uh, 
you know, I think the biggest challenge is really trying to decide what I'm going to do beforehand. Um, but uh, yeah, so. I mean, you're yeah, illustrating I, the story <laughs> is, is basically what you're doing is illustrating yeah. the story in real time. Do you yeah, go exactly. in there with any kind of idea at all or just you kind of. Yes, I try to go in with an idea every time. And sometimes it only hit me until like five minutes before I'm on and uh, whew, it's photo finish sometimes. But I've been happy with everything that I've done. <laughs> it's usually love themed. Uh, you're going to find love in all my art. You're going to find hearts. Um the monster side of things you'll usually find like eyeballs horns and tails but hearts is like the big the big numero uno thing i'm all about love and that umph love thing is something i'm way into and something that i was shown right away and uh you know i i would like to live paint for umphreys uh it's a little more complicated with them um i did do like um a live stream live painting once to a show i got permission from uh kevin browning to like play the music of a live show while i streamed a live painting so i have done that before cool. uh, which That's was great. really cool i think i had like 12 people come check it out it was awesome <laughs> that does sound really cool so what do you do with the paintings after do you keep them or do you auction them off or a uh, little bit of everything. I have sold pieces. Um, I've given them to friends. Um, I have hung a lot of them in my house. Um, I just, I, I love them so much. They, they have so much story. Um, I have one above my bed that's uh, from a boombox New Year's Eve show um, where I met someone from Umphreys, uh, Umphreys fan. <laughs> while I was painting there because I had a little umph love sticker on my paint bucket <laughs> and it, you know I did something for um uh out at the gorge um like some Dave Matthews band uh like side parties for Boyd Tinsley um and his side project at the time many years ago um did stuff for my friend at the Lermer Lounge in Denver just kind of all over wherever I'm able to, to get my hands into and just like, you know, entertain people and bring people into my world is my favorite. Like, I love it when people come up to me and talk to me while I'm doing this live painting stuff. And there's like, man, I could, I remember this, this woman came up to me. She was like, I could never do what you do and just paint in front of people. And so I said, I had just handed her a paintbrush and I said, here you go. And I was like, do whatever you want, right? I pick a color and just do whatever you want right now. And it's, see, it's, you're doing it right now. So, and she'll always remember that experience. And I have those few little marks on my painting where I, you know, know where, where she did it. So I just love the interactive experience with it all, really. That's incredible because you just don't know what kind of impact that made in other areas of that woman's life like right. doing that, you know, because of what she said, how she's like, oh, I would never be able to do that. And then she had that moment. She's probably like, wait a minute, maybe yeah. there is other things I can do. Like, that's incredible that you're spreading that around to everyone. Thank you. So beautiful. Yeah. It, you know, I just try and bring myself uh, every time I go in. So. Absolutely. That's so cool. I didn't know you did that. That's neat. <laughs> that's so neat. All right. So let's kind of switch gears and yeah. talk about where you went to school and we yeah. talked about this a little bit and I'll admit uh 
it was a little bit of a subject I wasn't sure how to segue into. Yeah, like... no worries. I mean, it all ties in. So <laughs> it does um, all tie in. So it, it all ties in and it all comes back to love and the idea of love and much love and umph love and giving love and getting love and just putting it all out there. I can't say it enough, obviously. Love, love, love. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and and the other <clears throat> side of, of the coin, which is important, is just the lightness and so, the dark. Exactly. So the other, the reason behind all that is, uh, there was a day in my life that a lot of love was taken from, taken from the world. Um, I am a survivor from the Columbine shooting in 1999, um, in Littleton, Colorado. And, you know, that obviously is a very long story. I'm very comfortable talking about it. If anyone ever wants to, to reach out to me or talk to me or ask me questions, I'm more than happy to talk about it. Um, the short of it is I was in the school, I was in the cafeteria when it happened. Um, I ended up getting locked in a cafeteria closet for about three and a half hours before SWAT got us out. Um, there was a period where... Um, they were trying to break down our door. Uh, the shooters were trying to get into our room and there was no lock on our door. Um, and I laid on my back and I pressed my feet up against the, the bottom of the door to keep it shut. And then they gave up and they left. So um, got out by SWAT, lost a few really close friends that day, uh, saw some not so good things. And um, it, it really damaged me for, you know, life. And uh, it's something that I learned to, live with. Uh, you don't really get past that kind of thing, but you learn to live with it. And I'm trying to, to find ways to make the world a better place now because of it. Um, there was a long time where I was trying to make a documentary um, to try to find long-term help and healing for those who've gone through traumatic events. That actually ended up is what led me to becoming Ponder Monster. So um one of my good friends, uh, Richard Castaldo, was paralyzed that day, and uh, he actually moved to Los Angeles many years ago, and I wanted to do a piece on him um, for the documentary, and it did not go well. Um, not that he was a bad character or anything like that. It's just like um, I spent months and months planning for this thing. I came out here, and sort of everything just sort of fell apart. It wasn't on him. It just nothing. It was just one of those weeks, like nothing went right. And, um, I was really into street art. I think it's right when like exit through the gift shop <laughs> kind of came I love out. That it film. was like 2012 or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, and there's a, a an artist out here that I followed. Uh, his name is Mr. Romano and he posts, um, like wheat paste up Marilyn Monroe pictures with Sarah, with, um, sunglasses on mm -hmm. and um i just loved his artwork and and one of his pieces was right outside the hotel we were staying and i couldn't sleep one night and i was up it was like four or five in the morning and he posts something on instagram and it, it was just this like little frame and it and it just and it was like taped to a, a street pole and it said rise and find finders keepers and i was like oh shit um wait what <laughs> uh, and I look and I like see this like little restaurant, this little Mel's diner in the background. And I, and I like go on the Google maps and, and 
and I was like, oh my God, this is like two blocks from here. And I don't know if you've been to LA, but it's yeah. flipping huge. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it, this, this piece was two blocks away from me. So I like, I grabbed my skateboard and I ran down the street and like skated down the walk of fame. And I like came up to Mel's diner and I turned the corner and boom, there's this piece just taped to a pole. And I just went and I, and I snagged it off the pole and I was like dancing in the street. So happy. I couldn't believe that I found this like piece from this like artist that I love. And, um, I was just so filled with joy and it just stuck with me for so long. I was like, I need to give that feeling back. I mean, it's been a year and a half and I just, I'm, I'm I can't believe someone would be that generous to just give away their art. And that's when I started Ponder Monster more officially. And I started with a rainbow collection and I made all these little monsters uh, and each monster was related to the color. So like red was love. So I made a little love monster. Orange was warmth. Yellow was happiness. And I kind of had all these characters coordinate with all these colors. And uh, I would just like hide them uh, in, in and around Denver. And, uh, and that's sort of how it, how it slowly started. So anyway, so uh, for a long time to, to circle back to Columbine, um, I was kind of a face and voice for the Columbine community. Um, I've been on the news a lot. Um, I had a hour long Dateline documentary feature about me. Uh, me and Lester Holt went around the whole country and we talked to other survivors from various tragedies. And, um, and so I was always, I always felt like I was just known as like this Columbine kid. And I felt like that was my identity and, and I was happy to help other people, but it's like really emotionally draining to just always deal with trauma all the time and other people's trauma. And, and it always leads to these like political debates. If you're not careful, you know, this, if you bring up gun control anywhere, like whoa, you've lost half your audience and then you've divided the last half. Mm -hmm. And so um, there's not a whole lot that seems to like stick or like gets the conversation going. But what I found is universal is this idea of love and giving and, and gifting. And it's just, I mean, I know it's, it sounds simple to say love is universal, but I, I found that it gets the biggest response out of anything. And um, when I fell into the Umphreys crowd, um, I'm a late bloomer, 2015, when I fell into the Umphreys crowd, I was nervous. I didn't know how I would be sort of accepted putting my art out there. And I the that umph love feeling just put it all back together for me so um so now I went from this Columbine kid uh through evolved into Ponder Monster and that's what I'm known as now and Ponder Monster is this artist about love and you know I, I think it's interesting that if you find out more about me of why I do what I do with Columbine you know that's kind of like the completed picture but that is that is me that is who I who I am and and I'm just trying to to give back as much as possible and to to bring joy and light and love into everyone's world and if I can make a story for someone and uh 
with the art that I do, then shit, <laughs> we've done yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. That's incredible. And it's one of those situations where in hindsight, you're not grateful, obviously, but you can see the the reason why you had to go through that was to become who you are now. Because, I mean, it seems as though you still would have had the the want to spread love into the world, but the real drive behind it was because of something that happened. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of bittersweet, you know, because you wonder what he would be like without it. And a lot of days you wish it could have never happened. But if it didn't happen, I wouldn't be on this journey that I'm on. So, mm-hmm. or I would be, and it would look different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, and that, you know, that's not the only tragedy I've been through in my life, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, I, I, I've learned, I've gathered a lot of tools of, of how to get through these things. Um, and the key is love and friends and family and other people and just talking. That's really just talking. The connection, (laughs) the connection is the biggest thing for sure. Yeah, it really is. And, uh, and, and being with those that you love, which is, you know, my, my Umphreys people. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's my (laughs) family. I miss you guys so much. I can't wait to to see you guys again. That's how I feel. That's been this hardest thing for me. It has been not hugging friends and mm-hmm. not traveling and seeing music. And mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm kind of a homebody anyways. So that part's not hard. It's just the no live music piece. It's the it's the curse of the introverted extrovert. You know, yes. when you're home, you're a hermit. But when you're out in the crowd, you are a part of it. So, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So how old were you when that happened? Did you say what grade you were? 17. I was 17. I was a junior. Yeah. So I still had one, one year more to go. Um, senior. Yeah. So I was class of 2000. Um, and you know, it, um, it was, it was, uh, I can always, it got it. It's so weird how relevant it still is. Um, it's, it's sad that it's as relevant as it still is. Yeah. Like that's and the sad part is we years. haven't learned anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been over 20 years and, you know, I can still remember it as if it happened yesterday. Um, but then, it, you know, I don't know what it's like for you as a parent, you know, and sending kids to school and safety and all that stuff. So that's a whole nother world that I don't know anything about, you know, I don't have, I don't have kids of my own. I have nieces and nephews and God, godchildren and all that stuff. Uh, I have lots of kids in my life, but none of my own. So yeah. it's, I, I, I can't imagine sort of all of, you know, everything changed after that day for the world. Yeah. I and, remember uh, being in school myself. I think I was in like eighth or ninth grade. And I remember, mm-hmm even then how it changed for us in school that day and Mm -hmm. had the teachers having to talk to us about it. And then it made you kind of look at everybody differently in school too. Like it just, it changed everything for everyone. Yeah. And I'm always, see, I'm always curious about everyone else's experience during it, like yours. Like, what was it like for you being so far removed maybe from it? And, you know, cause I was just like stuck in a, closet on the floor. <laughs> right. I mean, you were and right in the thick of it. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Uh, it's just kind of kind of wild. So, um, but again, you know, it's it's led me this direction, and um, and I look forward to 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 doing more for um, you know Humphreys and everything like that. So, and the fans, because God, this is like the greatest fan base uh, and fan band symbiotic relationship I've ever seen like with anyone so I agree a hundred percent that's how I feel about with this show it's Mm -hmm. incredible the reception that I've gotten of people that listen and that people that want to sit down and talk to me and yeah of course this whole thing it's it's incredible yeah um but you know obviously a lot of us were hoping to go to Iceland and it'll happen again someday, but, uh, <laughs> we'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. You know, I had, I had all my little plans of things that I wanted to do <laughs> to make fun little treasure hunts for everybody. And, uh, yeah. So I get, I even have my, my little, my little umflove. These are oh, for that is the, so the people cool. watch the people watching the the video, not the listening. So I have little uh, uh, buttons, little unflove buttons that are written in uh, the little runic letters. Um, not the first person to do that. Those but are also, incredible. Little little big zir that has it in the middle. Oh, that's so cool. I even made these little merit badges. So, so you, you can, ha- you know, for the people that I see doing awesome stuff in the crowd, I can like, give so these cool. little merit badges out. Um, and then you'll always see me and my friends in the crowd with thumbs ups. I know a lot of people do rock hands, but we always do thumbs up. And so if I see you out there giving a thumbs up, I have an official thumbs up crew member button. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I love that. Uh, as well. So, you know, I just sort of stacking up all my things that I, that I'm looking forward to doing, you know, um, I've made everything in my, in my art world a lot bigger. Um, I started with small paintings a long time ago, but Umphrey's really let me open up and breathe. And now I do like posters, um, for every, for the big shows that I go to. And it started with like, sorry, I'm just like veering off into a whole nother. You're good. Another world, but, uh, <laughs> you're totally fine. Uh, you're good. Um, <laughs> like uh red rocks um 2000 i even have it here it is 2000 2018 red rocks it's this like lava lamp that's so cool i made and so many fun stories of like those people that got it and and the the cool thing about being able to talk to you and not necessarily name dropping but name dropping and talking names and stuff like that you know everyone that i mention i haven't mentioned anyone yet but anyone that i mentioned you would know and most people would know like when i talk about alice mm-hmm. you know who i'm talking about mm-hmm. and so do so many other people and her friends and miranda and becky and um brian and all kinds of stuff that she was with her group sat next to me uh at that red rock show and um at the end of the show they were just such wonderful concert goers that I gifted them my last poster and uh, they took a huge photo with it. And, um, and now they have a tradition of, of they pass along the poster every year to a new person that was in that group to hold, to hang into their house for a whole year. And then they decide the next year at the next Red Rock show who gets the poster for the next year. 
So that's so cool. So, you know, um, and oh man, now I just have to launch into stories. Uh, I made one. I have a show and tell here for, for those who are, are listening. I'm sorry, but uh, here we go. I'll do my I'll just best. have to watch um, the I'm, video then. I, yeah, you'll just have to watch the video. So I made this poster here. This is uh, um, my night night nurse and day nurse poster. I made this for Atlanta. Oh, that's incredible. Um, thank you. And I, that was, that was a huge, huge deal. Um, I was working with, so uh, just a quick side note here, for those who don't know, I also get the opportunity to work with Umphreys McGee on occasion. Sometimes I help with their UMVIP stuff. Um, I work with uh, Mary Welch and um, she's awesome and Anna and Rachel and all these wonderful people. Um, I don't know if, how many people out there, if you know, I know a lot of people know Scoots uh, yeah. <laughs> out there. He's the one who got me connected and everything at Red Rocks. But, um, but anyways, so uh, at the Atlanta show was crazy. I gave out so many posters to so many amazing people for just like being awesome out in the crowd. I did some treasure hunts for them. Um, you know, Grady got one. Um, Gert got one, Sam at the merch booth. He helped me out big time. I love him so much. Him and Pat, uh, they helped me out with, um, storing my posters and, and, and all that stuff. And then, uh, that's, I also met Justin and Amy Willis. Nice. Uh, there. And he came up to me. I'd never seen him before. I'd never met him before. And this was the, uh, was it 2018 new year's show. And he, uh, Justin comes up to me, introduces himself and he's like, Hey, you know, he, he was sitting behind us, um, one of the nights and, you know, we kind of hung out, talked and he saw what I was doing and he came up to me and he, uh, asked me to put out my hand. So I did. And I, and he put like a little metal gear in my hand and he's, and he said, that's for you. I looked down at it and it said free art. I was like, what's this? And he's like, I see you out there doing so much for so many people. I wanted to gift you something. I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, hit me up later. We'll talk. And uh, he ended up making this necklace for me. That's and so cool. That's a little heart on it. Oh, that's incredible. And a bunch of little gears. And this is like my most special piece of jewelry ever, ever. That's and I so wear it to cool. every, every show. And uh, it means the world to me. And it's just like this, this give, get, love thing with, with Umphrey's crowd people. And I just, I swim in it. I love it me so too. much. I just, <laughs> I can't give enough to everybody and I will continue to try because what I get back from it all is ridiculous. <laughs> I feel um, the same way. <laughs> I feel the same way. <laughs> um, and, you know, and I get to meet people that way too. So, uh, you know, I know we're way into this conversation, but for those who don't know what I do, I'm a treasure hunt artist. So I create treasure hunts for my art. So you can find a piece and get something from that or I will seek out those who are like awesome concert goers going above and beyond. Uh, and I will give them something for just being that exceptional person, you know, because you know, 
And so does everyone else. The people around you can make or break, break your show. Can break <laughs> the show. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I just try and encourage that, that positivity and love. And, and when it comes back to me, it's crazy. Um, you know, I'm always fishing for people too, people who are noticing whatever. Um, one of my first Umphrey's paintings, the Umph Love painting that I, that was found was actually an Aspen at the belly up. And it was found by Alex Sills and, um, and he passed away, you know, not too long ago. And that was the only way I was able to connect to him. And we ended up talking a lot and we messaged each other a lot. And, and it was really cool, you know, to be able to connect to someone like that. And I just love fishing for people the way I do. You throw lines out there and you definitely get some stuff back. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And I love what you said, and you mentioned it in the notes that you sent me, and then you mentioned it a couple times here in our conversation about mm -hmm. being a good concert goer. And I really yes. liked how you brought that up and, you know, it kind of made me think, you know, some more. So I thought that that was really interesting about, you know, how you mentioned how you can be a good concert goer and sure. maybe that yeah, kind of so sparks there... it in other people too. I would hope so. You know, it's so important to be a good concert goer because, you know, concerts are a microcosm of the real world. Um, how you are, how you, you know, handle yourself, how you treat other people around you. It's all the same. So, you know, you don't have to do everything that I do, obviously, but some ideas that you can take with you, anyone that goes to their next show. Um, for example, when I go to Red Rocks, it is so cool that you can bring in so much stuff there. Um, my friends and I, we bring in cases of water and we just hand That's them smart. out to people. Um, we'll stay up all night the night before and we'll chop fruit up and we'll put them into little Ziploc bags and we'll pass out fruit to people at set breaks. You know, probably can't do that anymore now, but, uh, you know, bring candy, don't bring gum because people are irresponsible with gum. You yeah. Know, if you give someone gum, you tell them to hang onto your wrapper and use it to spit into it later. But gum's usually pretty bad to hand out. You know, if you go get drinks, come back, bring your neighbors an extra one. Um, I was super lucky to go to the Chicago show um, with uh, Bayless and Jake. And uh, we bought hot chocolate for our neighbors. They didn't ask for it. We just got a bunch of hot chocolate and gave it to him and and now we're friends you know like it just and it made their night and then we just kept talking and and it was awesome um just make eye contact with someone give a thumbs up make sure you're giving people enough room to dance i don't know and and also be okay to tell people if they're being like too noisy you know like or yeah. like on their phone or something like that it's okay to tell people like hey man you know <laughs> shows up there <laughs> i've been reminded <laughs> yeah yeah and i appreciate it i, appre I appreciate it too because uh, sometimes we need reminding um we're all in it together so be a good yeah. concert goer i am watching and i will reward you if i can uh with with something so 
I think that's incredible. And it's, it's very important. Although the other day I did mention to my husband that I missed a show so much that I wouldn't be mad about a drunk guy dancing on me right now. So (laughs) (laughs) no, I, you know, I think the only thing that, that, that bothers me the most is just getting stonewalled someone coming right in front of you, right as the show starts and then they don't move. They don't dance. They don't, you know, and you're just like, dude, that happens (laughs) to me. And it's always the tallest guy in the room too. And my husband's like, really still in front of you, like every time, but, but there's responsible tall people out there. I don't want to throw them all under the bus. Uh, (laughs) I met, uh, in, in Minneapolis first half, uh, it was the week after Prince died and I was there for that incredible run. And I met, uh, this one, these two guys, uh, Paul and Kevin, uh, I guess, I think Paul said that he was like roommates with Joel way back in the day or something. Anyways, these two, Kevin was like the tallest person I'd ever met. And, and Paul was a very, uh, he said himself, he says, I have my own orbit. So, <laughs> you know, but, but the cool thing is he taught me, he was like, the key to getting space is constant, gentle pressure. He's like, Bill, They'll move just slowly, just slowly lean in. And before you know it, they just kind of like move away and then you get space, constant, (laughs) gentle pressure. (laughs) So, uh, but yeah, so anyways, uh, God, I miss, I miss everybody. (laughs) I know. I know. I'm really hoping that maybe like the summer of 2021, we can see some freaking music. I know it, it, it'll happen. You know, I, I always say this, the sweetest days are yet to come. And I truly believe that. Um, yeah. And when we can, I, everyone I want to come just give me a big old hug. Um, it's my, it's my favorite thing. It's one of my superpowers. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what I've been telling everybody. I'm like, please don't be offended if I just randomly need to hug you because yeah. I'm going to need, just need to get it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's what like the first show back is going to be just everybody hugging each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, so like I mentioned before, I went to that Chicago show and it was all socially distanced. Everyone had their car spaces and everything like that. It was really surreal being surrounded by the, everyone that I love and I couldn't see or touch or talk to anybody. If I, you know, I was really overwhelmed by seeing live music. I was crying half the time, but then I also couldn't I don't know it felt like one of those dreams where it's like you're screaming and nothing comes out yeah and it's just it was the same feeling um which was also extra overwhelming so yeah uh, it was bittersweet (laughs) that was that was one of the many reasons I mean we're in New York State so we have a lot of uh travel restrictions you know here and with my husband's work and everything and so you know there were other reasons why we didn't go but that was my main reason is I didn't want to go and not be able to interact with people the way that I love to because Mm -hmm. it's such a big piece of it it is you know I god I love everyone that I meet and I miss everybody you know uh people in the crowd that I see all the time, Mindy and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Mark and, um, 
everyone else that I have already mentioned and, and, and so many, and so many others and, and, and Paisley and just everybody. Just everybody. <laughs> I yeah. miss you all so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I just look forward to doing what we can. I, I love seeing what people are doing right now with the time that they have and surviving and, um, and just doing whatever it takes, you know, don't be afraid to reach out. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk some more about your treasure hunts. So Ooh, yeah. how does that happen? So you have mm-hmm. something that you want to hide at a venue. So what do you have to do? Do you have to talk to the venue or the band or so kind of Ooh. take us through that whole thing? So the process, it evolves all the time and to get the right response, it's, it's a process. Um, so because the response that I am looking for is for you to sort of post about it. I want to see a picture with you with the art so that I can repost and share who got it. Um, so that sort of starts with me designing whatever I'm designing. It's been posters lately. Um, and since I use the name Umphreys McGee, um, I'll reach out to Kevin Browning and I'll just say, hey, uh, can I have your permission to use the name? I won't sell anything. Um, as long as I'm not selling it, I can use the name. And as long as I ask permission, you know, I just like to stay, it's all about communication. So, um, so I'll do that. Um, at first for the Red Rocks one, I was hiding poster tubes. Um, but very quickly, I just kind of realized and reminded that I'm hiding sort of obscure packages in random places. And I was like, oh man, I need to find a new way to do this. Cause what I'm doing, I think is the well, good intentioned. I don't, the last thing I want to do is shut down a concert for trying to, you know, have fun. And so I, I really had to like hit that brainstorming drawing board again. And I'm like, okay, what can I do? What, you know, I used to hide those little tiny paintings, which is fine. You know, I would hide them wherever. Um, I don't get venues permission. Um, I have, um, but it's usually not necessary. Um, but I've come up with this idea to hide these, like, I don't think I have any with me, but it's like, I'll, I'll make little tiny laminates, just like a little thin laminated piece of paper, uh, with instructions on it. And then like maybe a doodle of what the art piece is, excuse me, on the front. And, um, what I'll do is I'll, at some point during the show, uh, could be before anyone gets in. Sometimes I'm lucky, you know, when I'm working on VIP, sometimes I can get in there early and then like hide something in the venue. Um, and then I'll hide it, maybe set break, something like that. I try and give people enough time to really to go do that. But when I hide it, I'll take a picture of it and then I'll upload it to Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all ponder monster. And, um, and it'll say finders keepers, you know, go find it. And, um, people will run off and go, go find it. I'll, I'll sort of watch people stumble upon it or whatever, but I, I try and make it. So those who are looking for it can be notified, but also in a place where anyone random could also happen upon it but also you have to make sure that it's not in a spot that like 
it would be found by someone who would want to throw it away, like, you know, staff or whatever. So it's really tricky. Um, a lot of people know what I do. A lot of friends know what I do. So I'm being watched like a hawk. Um, so my style has had to change. Um, I have, <laughs> had to have friends hide things for me and send me the picture later. Uh, you know, I call them my ponder monster minions. That's and, so funny. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I, I have to, or like a friend is watching me. I have to make sure that when, if they go to the bathroom or go get a drink, then I run off and hide it. And then I come back, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's gotten a lot more difficult, which makes it a lot more fun and challenging on my end. But, uh, that's sort of, uh, how it, how it goes. And then, um, I'll find a way to get you your piece, um, whether it's at the next show or, at the end of the show or I'll mail it to you. And, uh, you know, I've gotten some really beautiful photos back of people that have framed my art and put it on their wall. Um, someone just sent me one not too long ago. They, they're like, I've never spent this much on a frame. And I got the, the, like that special art glass where there's no glare. And I was just like, so, so thrilled. <laughs> so thrilled that's um, so actually, cool it was this piece right here the last new year's oh i love that it's so beautiful um yeah cool. but i mean the ultimate goal i would love love to make an official poster for Humphreys someday um i just think it would be a really cool journey and a really cool story that's my favorite part about any art is the story of you know this this fan that just sort of does this also have the opportunity to make a, a legit poster and um and and sam has been really cool he's open to the idea um so uh it's the it's possible of course it's to, possible I just, to, I just have to hit it on the head with my design and then uh, i think he'll hook me up with a, a screen printer and stuff so uh, I keep my fingers crossed that I'll come up with the right idea. <laughs> I'm sure you will. There's no doubt in my mind that you will. <laughs> but I just hope it would be well received. And, you know, I just, I look forward to it. Uh, that's the ultimate goal. I would love to, you know, be a poster, poster artist um, for my favorite band ever, which is, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's crazy how short of a time they've been in my life. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. So what, so what medium do you use mostly? Um, with painting, it's acrylic, um, and canvas. Um, I've been doing a lot of stuff on iPad design stuff. Um, and then I'll just do paper, pen, ink, pencil. I'll do that for a lot of these things, like the posters that you just saw, except for the last one, it's, I'll do a full scale drawing ink drawing of everything and then i'll uh, bring it into i'll bring the black outlines into photoshop and then i'll color it so it's always just sort of mixed media um, and all that stuff but uh i just you know i make all these pieces and i just dream about how i can bring it to the crowd and bring it to the fans and create new stories for people and and meet new people and stuff like that so yeah so you all right so let's Talk about Umphreys. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. I love them so much. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> let's, let's get into it now. Oh my God. I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just fan girl uh, for a minute. <laughs> I just fanboy really quick. Okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I'll just sort of jump into it, I guess. Um, 
my first my first Umphreys show was Red Rocks 2015. Nice. And you know, I had a my friend Brian. Uh, he was like, "Hey, I found a new toy." And I was like, "What?" He was like, "I found a new toy, and you should come to this show." And he's like, it's Humphreys McGee. I was like, I don't know who that is. And, <laughs> and he's like, just don't listen. Just go with an open mind. <laughs> and we went to the show still to this day, one of my favorite set lists. I don't know if it's just because it was my first show, but uh, it was pretty amazing. And I was just like, my jaw was on the floor the whole time. And I like, wasn't he, I don't even know if I was moving and dancing. I was just staring. I was pretty much, <laughs> I was like pissed off that, I had not found these guys before this. So it's like my friends let me down. Like no one knew who these guys were. Like who am I hanging out with? Why? Like all the music that I listened to, how have I not come across these guys? Like what happened in the world that kept me from this? <laughs> and and so I, immediately I was just hooked. And I, you know, just the the spectrum of music and the classical to reggae to hip hop to metal to you know jazz all improv just and then of course everyone the lights dude <laughs> yeah. so uh i fell i fell in love pretty hard and since then i've already been to 40 plus shows and um and almost immediately I was like, I want to work for these guys. I love their production value. I love what they give to the people. There's something, there's something here. And the random, random path that I took to be able to work for MVIP uh, is, has just been insane. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's how I got folded in even further. So I was asked to do a small music video for a local Denver band called Uncle Tuesday. And um, the drummer from Uncle Tuesday, uh, was his name is Sean. He's, uh, he's like the VP of um, tour gigs. And, and then all the other people in the band, they've been seeing Humphreys forever and they've gone to like the summer camp and they've all taken lessons from the band there. They all knew and Scoots came in uh, randomly during while I was filming and just to take stills and him and I super connected and we became really big, good friends. And, uh, and then he was always doing all these on, on VIP things. And one year they needed help at Red Rocks. And I was like, homie, that's my backyard. And he was like, I know I want you in. <laughs> and, and so I, uh, you know, I came in and, uh, I crushed it. I was, you know, just myself and, uh, I was working for the band and I couldn't believe it, um, in such a short amount of time. And I just, I feel like I'm just so folded into the family. I, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. And, uh, I just look forward to seeing where it goes from here. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of kind of crazy. I fell in hard and quick, and I found my groove. and And I was I was nervous about how my art would be received, and it was just immediate immediate positivity right back to me. And I was like, "These are my people." Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my god, these are my people. <laughs> it becomes so obvious, and you're like, "This is what that feels like." It's so awesome. And I don't have to be anybody that I'm not. You know, yeah. it's amazing. 
yeah to talk to you and you're doing you know you do your amazing thing and uh, you know i listen to a lot of your podcasts and and it's just so cool to to be a part of it and uh you know to feel this much involved in the in the crowd that uh, i can be a part of this too and share my story and let people know who i am and mm -hmm. uh and when they see me they can you know shout out hey ponder monster i get that sometimes which is awesome <laughs> i bet it is i bet that is very um, awesome <laughs> and so that's you know that's the goal and that's awesome. that's that's where i'm already getting into so umphreys has just been god oh and they okay so let's keep sorry let's keep talking about umphreys you're uh, good <laughs> just a little bit um my favorite thing about them is they they challenge you as a listener for those who 100%. choose to be, for those who choose to be challenged, if you're paying attention, they give you crumbs, you know, and they they give secrets and they tell stories and they they let you know what's what's coming either next, maybe five songs later they'll drop little ditties, you know they'll they'll play a little a play a little riff of like a cover and then never touch it ever again. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, it opens this conversation with the people you're sitting around. You're like, Oh, that was this, or that was that, or, you know, this, this, this drum line sounds like this, or, you know, Oh, Hey, they teased this. And I don't know. I've never had that before. Um, and I just, I feel they make me feel smart. <laughs> That's how I feel too when I'm listening to music and I'm like talking about it and you're just dissecting all these things and all yeah. this other stuff. And you're like, that makes me feel so cool and smart. And <laughs> they allow you to totally let go and just dance and, mm -hmm. and just be free and feel it. And they, and they milk it. I love it that they'll just if they know they've got a good groove going or a good dance party going, they won't just stop it. They'll take it like 10 times higher. Like you feel like they're going to stop here. They don't stop. Feel like they're going to stop here. Oh no, they're keep going. Oh, they're just getting warmed up. Oh, we're going now we're fully into it. Now we're going to party for like 10 more minutes because we're not done either, you know? <laughs> and I've just, I've never seen that before. And, uh, and they just, they feed every part of my soul musically. Uh, and I just I love them so much. And yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. It is. It is kind of crazy. Fanboy. <laughs> Any that is exactly what this space is for. It's a safe space for everyone to let it out. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, everyone has the songs that they are chasing and, and the songs that they've seen a lot. So my number one song that they play the most, the most common unheard song for me is The Hangover. Never, really? I've never seen Hangover, but I've seen Front Porch five times. And you've been to New Year's runs and you've never seen Hangover? Nope. I find nope. that so hard it's to believe. Always, it's always the show before or after <sighs> always and and i it's it's crazy <laughs> that's my that's like i'm I, what <laughs> that is really crazy never never seen it um <laughs> and i've seen all these other really rare special amazing things and um my favorite moment in 
my concert going Umphreys history. Probably in the top three. I'm sure there's other ones out there, but like my favorite moment ever was at Red Rocks uh, and Total Eclipse of the Heart. <sighs> I like tear up. <laughs> Dude, when Jennifer Hartswick starts singing and the lights start turning on and then she plays the, the trumpet and everyone is just like, are they playing this? Are they really going to, you know, like what is happening? And then they full blow. That's like one of my favorite Humphreys moments of all time was totally Eclipse of the heart and God. <laughs> I just love when Jen Hartswick sings with them anyways. Oh, she's, she's just incredible. She is. I want her to sing attachments. Oh, I would love, uh, yeah, I would love to. I think that would be really be more like soulful. I think she could just, you know, she just mm -hmm. bring this power to it. Uh, oh, just yeah. give me goosebumps should, to think about. It. I love her so much. She, she could, she could join the the filthy little secrets for sure. For sure, <laughs> she should be like the uh, kind of like how you know Stevie Nicks always wanted to join mm -hmm. the heartbreaker situation. Can mm -hmm. kind of mm -hmm. do that here. Yep, I. Uh... <laughs> God, I would love to meet her too someday. Uh, I've had the opportunity to to film her a couple of times uh, with with Tab uh, and uh, Big Gigantic and um, and stuff like that at Red Rocks, and it's just like she's so awesome. And then I I work with Abby, who's really good friends with her too, and she talks about how awesome she is all the time. I was like, oh, I just want to meet her. <laughs> she she's, like, so she's so incredible. Cool. <laughs> I have a funny story. I met her one time. I don't think uh -huh. I've ever told this story like on air, so this is funny. So we went, me, my husband, and my youngest, he was six months at the time, and we went to uh, the Ravinia in Chicago, and okay. she was there that night, and she's going to sit in. So before the show, we had done the um, VIP and then they did a meet and greet. So we were kind of in the back and we were doing the meet and greet. And I have my son in the carrier and he's like faced out. And I'm like, Jen, hey, hi, you know, and I go over and I'm like, can I have a hug? And she's like, sure. And my six month old is squeezed between me and Jen Hartswick for a big hug. And the look on his face when I pulled away, he was just <laughs> like, like, what's happening? That was awesome, mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Oh my God. What a, what a great story. Yeah. So that's my Jen Hardswick story. <laughs> what a, what a, what a way for your, for your kiddo to be introduced. <laughs> for sure. He's just smushed all in there. He had the greatest smile on his face. I'm sure he did. <laughs> He's only six months old, but he, he would always remember that for the rest of his life. <laughs> yes, he will. <laughs> that's super cool. Awesome. So what is your, one of your favorite venues to, to do the treasure hunts at? Ooh. Um, I mean, obviously Red Rocks, that's one of my favorites. Um, one of the more tricky ones is the Fillmore. Um, let's see. One of the, let's see, a fun one was in Kalamazoo. Uh, at they had like a little stadium uh, thing there, and that was kind of fun to like run around and find a little spot uh, to go hide there. Um, the tabernacle was—I I don't know—it's hard to pick a, a favorite because they're just each one brings its own interesting challenge uh, to hide something, and um, 
and then just finding a way to, to sort of be sneaky about it. And I'll usually take a friend with me because it's, it's like way more obvious if I run off by myself and and go into a dark corner <laughs> also feels a little more sketchy <laughs> yeah, <for sure. laughs> so. so how uh how has umphreys inspired you personally with your art any any way um umphreys is just continuously inspiring to me um just as musicians how they push themselves to uh, it's not just Umphreys. They, I don't know how they do what they do that, you know, they'll play after shows until however, you know, the sun comes up and they have all their side projects and they, um, really just push their passions. And, um, I just like how they make my brain work. And if I start drawing, I like to see where it takes me, what I come up with, they inspire me to do, you know, the art that I do, like anything that you've seen me do Umphreys related, um, 99% of that time, I'm, I am blasting a show so that I have Umphreys running through my veins, uh, while I'm creating art. So you get a hundred percent of everything that I'm feeling every time you, you see this artwork. So, um, they just, you know, their colors inspire me on the lighting, lighting side of things. Uh um, they, I, how, how cool they are as humans is inspiring. They're rock stars, you know, and they see us as, I don't know if equals is the right word. They just see us as a family and a part of their world and they love interacting with us. And that's super inspiring. Um, especially, I, I mean, I work in an industry, so the film world, I work with all kinds of people, um, all kinds of status, all kinds of fame, all kinds of financial backgrounds, whatever. And it's hit or miss with people and, and, uh, make sure that we're, doing what we do to, to, to be us also to stay safe, you know, their message is, you know, you know, be, be safe on your way home so we can do it again. You know, mm -hmm. that's really important too, because they care about us a lot. And, you know, I don't know what it's like to have this many fans that obviously people are going to be lost along the way. And I can't imagine what that feels like. You know, I'm sure a lot of people come to them with a lot of heartache um, of people that they lose and, uh, they also do an amazing job to try and take that into account sometimes and incorporate that into their set lists. Um, you know, someone, this is someone's favorite song that they would always play or whatever. Um, you know, they're, they're a part of us too. So that's all really inspiring to see just good, good people out there. And, uh, they, they let me in too. So that's, that's pretty incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how I uh, feel. Yeah. And then I agree with what you said about them being rock stars, but that's not who they are, <laughs> you know, and the, and the, mm -hmm. the visual of, you know, kind of what rock stars are, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's not that at all. And I think that's one of the coolest pieces of it. Yeah. There's a give and take. Um, there's a there's a communication between us as fans and, and them as the band and 
obviously they have the ultimate say and they will remind us, you know, especially if we have terrible request ideas or whatever. <laughs> Bayless is like, no, that was an awful no, idea. That was a terrible <laughs> idea. I'm going to play this instead. You, <laughs> you don't want to hear that. Trust me. <laughs> but, but they have fun with it. You know, we poke the bear as he says, and it, uh, he'll, he'll respond, he'll respond to people. Uh, they'll respond to the crowd and, you know, there's, there's loyal sides to Jake's side and Joel's side. I would love for you to talk some more about being a camera operator though. Yeah. You know, let's so, talk some more about that and yeah. how you got into that. Was that something that you were into when you were younger too, or how'd that I've come always up? been, I've always been into the film world. Um, I would always make little shorts and stuff, uh, with VHS recorders and, and, uh, in high school, I was in video production and I would always, we had what was called the Rebel News Network and it was just like TV morning announcements. And every Friday they would do like a student made videos or whatever. And uh, I would often make a lot of those student videos. Uh, I was way into animation. I would make little claymations or um, I'd use people and I'd sort of do animations with people uh, down the hallways or something like that. So I was always interested in it. Uh, I got my film degree from the University of Colorado at Boulder. Um, And while I was there, I was a barista uh, at this this place, this magical place called the Bookend Cafe uh, (laughs) that no longer exists, but it is uh, pretty incredible. Um, But then I went from there to being a projectionist. And I was a projectionist for Colorado Outdoor Cinema, which also did a lot of international film festivals. So I did... Bale International Film Festival, Boulder. Uh, we did a we did one in Baja, Mexico Film Festival. Uh, we did all all kinds of stuff for a lot of film festivals and stuff like that. And then um, I slowly found my way into the film world through this place called High Noon Entertainment as a transcriber. Uh, and so people would film stuff for for reality television, and they would bring it in, and I have to like type everything out. And I, type like 100 pages a week it was terrible but i uh, oh slowly got let on i uh, slowly got let on to set as a production assistant and i was doing stuff like food network challenge and then uh, i slowly worked my way up to camera assistant and um and then over the last few years i've been a camera operator um and had, I mean, obviously the stories go on and on of the things that I worked on, which is fantastic. But most recently, um, uh, so I went from a camera operator at Red Rocks for two years. Um, I got to film over 200 performances, um, which was unbelievable. Um, And I was about to move out to Los Angeles. And then I got another phone call to go work on an awesome project I was a part of for about six months. So if you have Disney Plus, um, I worked on the show, uh, The Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom as an assistant camera and occasional camera operator. Um, Did a lot of specialty cam stuff, anything underwater that you see I helped with. Um, A lot of like cable cam, jib stuff. We did all kinds of specialty things, so. Um, that's incredible that show is so awesome so much fun such a wonderful family there was a crew of 60 um so there were four four teams uh, we were one of the teams that that did it and uh 
and that was awesome. So that's on Disney Plus right now. If you guys want to go check that out, it's a good family show about animals. We'll watch that tonight. And uh, you know, check the credits and see see Samuel Grunio on there. I think it's Sam. And then uh, I've been very fortunate enough. I've been working uh, the last like seven months on a discovery show uh, called Moonshiners. And I've been doing camera operating for that show now that is now in its 10th season. And so we're filming the season 10 right now. And so I've been back and forth uh, traveling. It's been crazy uh, in this pandemic, you know, lots of safety precautions. We take multiple COVID tests a week um, and it's, we isolate ourselves constantly. We work in the middle of nowhere. It's a lot of protocol to, to film in these the, this world today but um i've been working on moonshiners for the last like seven months and we're just sort of waiting for the rest of the world to open up for for more jobs so i've been very fortunate enough to to be thriving in a uh, in a way um during all this so um but yeah that's kind of sure. what i've been working on lately um for, for the last year or more it's just those two shows wow. which is great oh, that's <laughs> yeah, that's um, but incredible. I've also, also done stuff out here in LA. I worked at Funny or Die for a little bit. Um, I worked on an awesome show with Jonathan Van Ness uh, called Gay of Thrones, uh, which was nice. So that was like so much fun. Um, got to see him every Monday for like six weeks. Uh, so it was like after they would air a Game of Thrones ep- episode he would come in the next day uh, and he would like interview a comedian about how, how the show went and do their hair. And they would, it would just be like this short little, I don't know, 10 minute thing. It's on YouTube. Um, so that was, that That's was super so fun. funny. I was just reading about that show in his book. Too. Really? That's so funny. Oh yeah. yeah. I, uh, what a I'll, small world. It, it's a super <laughs> small. Hold on. Hold on. Let me see. Let me see something really quick. Let's, that's another, incredible. Another, another thing for all the podcasters to uh, listeners to miss not, out on. That's right. <laughs> so if you come in here and go to, I don't know if I have like a a quick, quick one. Oh, it should be. Well, bummer. <laughs> I thought it would be f- faster to find, but I, ha- oh, here we go. There it is. Uh, there's me and Jonathan Van Ness. Oh my God. I love him so much. Making a little heart like together. One degree of separation now. I'm so happy. <laughs> uh, he's an excellent hugger and he is one of the most positive, wonderful people, humans I've ever met. He is the same. He's the same in person as he is on TV. He turns it up a little bit, you know, for the cameras, yeah. but like that's who he is. And he's, so incredible uh, i love him uh, that's incredible <laughs> let's see i worked that's on so cool. lately um that same year i did uh, an episode of ocean treks with jeff corwin i worked on the show nailed it for uh my kids love that show. <laughs> <laughs> so all the holiday episodes and stuff like that i was actually um art department so i was flipping sets and like um working on all those um, I'm friends with uh, Wes, the guy who 
rolls out the trophies at, at the end. That's so cool. So he, he's married to one of my really good friends from Boulder from the Bookend Cafe, which I had mentioned earlier. Uh, so that's he, so cool. He got me on that show to work on for a little bit, and and that was a lot of fun to work that show. I, I did it. I did like I don't know how many episodes of that I did quite a bit in the latest season. So that was fun too. Oh my God. My kids love that show. They're going to freak when I say this, when I tell them, they're going to be like, Oh my God, that's so awesome. <laughs> so that's, that's sort of my world. Um, the camera world. Um, I that's wanted to, so cool. the goal for a long time was to work for tour gigs, um, and to travel with Humphreys and film them, but they stopped, um, needing having the need to travel their camera people so they would just hire locally so it was just kind of like that sort of fell off for a little while but that's okay i still love what tour gigs does and and everybody and nugs and all that stuff to to make sure that live live stuff comes to us but that's that's the dream is filming live music it sort of ties it all together um and i'm very good at it i i i mean i, I i'm I am a good camera operator normally, I'd like to say, but there, there's something about filming music. I'm just so damn connected to it because I can feel it and I can bring it, that emotion into what I'm filming and how I film it and, and just filming, filming music and being able to do that at like Red Rocks and film so many wonderful, wonderful bands and, and some of my dream come true. Like I got to film Primus uh and that's incredible and sean lennon and and uh god just so many people i could go on and on but uh well i'm sure with painting live on stage i'm sure that helps your artistic mind when you're filming i'm sure oh yeah it all it all feeds into itself you know the art the art of it, it all it just uh it's makes, just in you. It, it, it just, I guess it's just <laughs> in me and I feed off yeah. of, I uh, feed off the organism as a whole because that's, that's exactly yeah. what it is. And to be a part of that organism uh, is pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, I have yeah. one final question for okay. you. Great. Shoot. My favorite thing to ask people. Okay. Describe Umphreys in three words. Okay, so colorful, um, intelligent, nice. um, mind blowing. Love it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll do that. <laughs> it's it's the nail right on the head. That's for sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, that happens to every single one of us is when they blow your mind. I, everyone's got that moment. Yeah. And, My and husband that's... calls it the, the face I make after a show. And I'm just like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> and you can, see wow. In the, you can see also in the, at shows, like the people that are sort of getting it for the first time. And they're just like. <laughs> Yeah. They're like kind of they're, they're looking around like, do you see this? Do, do you see what's going on up there? Did you, what's what's happening? <laughs> it's just sort of like this like 
just, I don't know, like a hit in the face with a pie or something like that. <laughs> kind of face. Still after almost like 75 shows, I still make that face though. Like, are you seeing oh, totally. this too? Totally. We're really still? Wow. <laughs> is, this, is, this, is this the same song? It's the same song. It's been like 22 minutes. <laughs> I don't even remember what it is anymore. <laughs> All the thoughts that you've had in that time. You're oh, just like, went on your own little journey. You're like, where So many I mental journeys. And... Yeah. <laughs> Sam, you okay? Yeah, I just, I was somewhere. I went somewhere. That's what I've I I've seen the edge of the universe. <laughs> they send your mind so many places. You yeah. kind of forget you're there sometimes. It's incredible. It's therapeutic though. Like even like, of course, being there and the release of the music and everything, but also like allowing your mind to wander like that is, it's so good. It's important. It's important to be able to, it's, you know, it's a form of letting go. And Mm -hmm. it's just so important, especially, you know, and then tying that back into my artwork. That's, that's sort of what I do why I do what I do is I make these things that I love and I let them go. Hopefully they get found, but it's, it's making something that you love and letting it go. And that, that includes everyone can do it with their mind at a show. Mm -hmm. Just let it go because it'll come back to you and it'll come back with stories. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. I love that. I think that's a perfect, uh, perfect place to leave it (laughs) absolutely is and you know i I can't wait to talk to you again and see all of you guys out there um i love all of you and thanks for allowing me to share this time and i just want to always say you know you give love and you get love and my you know i like to say much love and now i bring in umph love so love 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 to everybody thank you for having me on Yeah. Thank you. This is wonderful. Cool. Have a good day. Love you. Yeah. (laughs) Take care. So that's everything for this week of the show. Thank you again to Sam for your time. Seriously, such a pleasure having the opportunity to sit down and talk with you like this. Let's chat again soon. There are a bunch of links in the show notes for where you can find Ponder Monster on social and anything else referenced throughout our conversation. There are also links where you can binge on past episodes, book your own conversation, and be a guest on the show. Subscribe to the show's YouTube channel where you can snag some official merch from the Dropped Among This Crowd Etsy store. Check out Conduit e-magazine and a ton more. Thank you again for joining me, and this week I'm going to send it off with something that Sam said that I really loved. Give love, get love, much love, and of course, umph love. I'll see you guys next week.